guys, if you want to support the Dental Marketer podcast, then the best way you can do that is by checking out our sponsors. Just scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes and you'll see something you need in your practice. If you need phones or a phone system or VoIP service, then Mango Voice is giving startups completely free services. Or if you're an up and running practice looking to switch phone providers, then they're giving you three months of service completely free with free phones. Or if you're looking for an all-in-one cloud-based dental software, CareStack is giving you one month for free, plus 10% off your annual subscription, plus 50% off your setup fee. And Dandy, the fully digital US-based dental lab is giving you a completely free wireless three-shape trio scanner and $250 in lab credit. Guys, just scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes in this episode to check out these exclusive deals from our sponsors and to find out more about them. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Arias. And in this episode, I'm speaking with Dr. Mary Hoke. The biggest pitfalls, I think, is just getting so bogged down in the details sometimes, specifically like the website or the paint color or things like that. And it's just like, does that matter? (laughs) Is that going to change how the patient experience goes? No. And just like, let it go, let it go and move on. Sometimes um, I'm an indecisive person and that is very, doing this as an indecisive person is a struggle. If you, if you want to research all your options, you can spend an outrageous amount of time looking at like, okay, do I want this type of gauze or that type of gauze? Like how many tabs open on my computer do I need of options for gauze? Yeah. And you can, like you could, you could really, <laughs> but sometimes you just have to make a decision and move on. Wonderful guest. We talk about her past and present and how she decided to get into dentistry in her freshman year of college. Um, She thought she wanted to do something in business, but it was too sad, she said, and ended up pursuing dentistry, which is interesting because she, during dental school, she had her own business, which was a wedding videography business, and she talks about how that's similar to dentistry, and then she is about to open her very first brick and mortar business, which is her very own startup practice. So technically, she did get into business. But she worked for four years in a practice as an associate, and she discusses what she learned working there, uh, what systems she learned, and what she's going to implement in her startup. And we also discuss how she found her location, what her loan came out to be, and how she is now way over her budget, uh, especially construction became way beyond what she had allocated, and other expenses also came up. Uh, so listen in. Listen in to see what happens when you go over your loan budget and how that happened for her and why. Also, she lets us know where she cut corners to. And she also lets us know one of her biggest regrets is going with Bank of America. And so listen in to see why, especially if you're in that process right now where you're like, what am I going to go with? Am I going to go with Citibank? Am I going to go with Wells Fargo, Bank of America? Maybe you probably posted in one of the Facebook groups or somewhere asking like, what bank loan should I should I go with or what bank should I go with? Listen in to see why this is one of her biggest regrets. And also, we discuss why you need to monitor your construction crew as much as you reasonably can. 
and she gives us advice on how she's feeling days before opening. So guys, without further delay, here is Dr. Mary Hoke. Mary, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you, Michael? I'm doing pretty, pretty awesome. Thank you for, for asking. If you don't mind me asking, how's the weather like right now where you're at? Is it super hot? Not really? It's pretty warm. It's a pleasant day. I can't complain too. It's not too bad for a July, Iowa summer. <laughs> What's a pleasant day in July in Iowa? Uh, low 80s. Oh, yeah, that is super pleasant. That is nice. Yeah. Is it, does it always? What's hot over there? No, usually, I'd say usually it's hot. Usually it's hot and humid. Upper mm-hmm. 80s. <laughs> okay. Oh, I mean, that's what you're used to. You know what I mean? Like if it's like upper 80s then you're used to it. But that's nice. I didn't know that about Iowa. Okay. Awesome. Mary, tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? I decided I wanted to go into dentistry my freshman year of college. Didn't really know exactly um, what path I wanted to when I got into college. Thought I would do like business or had shadowed a lot of healthcare options and decided that it was too sad and too sterile. And then I was home over Christmas break, getting my teeth cleaned. And the dental assistant was like, well, why don't you come shadow us? And I did. And I loved it. Instantly, it was like, okay, this is my path. Attended the University of Iowa, graduated, came back to my hometown, Harlan Island, worked here for four years, four and a half, left that office, practiced uh, in another city, town, I would say, (laughs) about two and a half hours away and enjoyed it there too, but wanted to be closer to home. So I'm decided, you know what, I'm going to pack my bags. I'm going to put down roots where I originated and put my post up. (laughs) Yeah. So then you're scheduled to be open when? In a few weeks, August, first week of August, second week of August, summer, I think. (laughs) So now you're like, and we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, like the thick of it and everything like that. But rewind back a little bit. You said in your freshman year of college, that's when you decided you want to get into dentistry. So there was never really like a, like a, oh man, I've always wanted to. What was it when you were smaller where you're like business? It was attractive. I just didn't know. They always had like all these aptitude tests, like in high school, that's like trying to help you find your path. And all of the tests for me were like, you're not going to hate anything. You're not going to love anything. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. And business was just like, oh, that's safe. Yeah. Um, but then when I shadowed at the office, I was just like, this is, this is cool. It's like gross. It's like Dr. Pip Popper kind of stuff, but in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like that. Uh, so then what was it sad? The business part? Where did you feel like it was sad? Well, business and just like any healthcare besides dentistry is usually a lot sadder than dentistry. But dentistry, you can, the patients, sometimes they like, they want to be there. You know, they're getting their, whitening, they're getting cosmetic work done or, you know, you're helping them and it's not life or death. Mm. You know, it's not, it's not so heavy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what you didn't want to do. You don't want to deal with like heavy stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, sometimes it can get emotional meaning like Absolutely. they see you smile like, and they're like, you can make a huge impact, Yeah, but I haven't lost anybody yet. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, that's a good, good work. Yeah. So then fast forward, you got into dentistry, you shadowed that practice, then you started working for, you said for four years? Yep. Yep. Four years at a local office here. Really enjoyed it. Loved the people. Long term, it was not where I could partner. <laughs> um, so moved on. In those four years in that practice, what were some things where you were like, man, 
they are fantastic. I'm, I'm going to take this system or this whatever procedure and roll with it if I ever do open up my own practice. And then what were some things where you're like, yeah, I didn't really like that. I don't want to, I'm going to do this differently in my practice. I think that that office had a very good um, team atmosphere. Everyone worked very well together. There was no drama, at least that I felt. I liked that the management was more of like, we're going to train you so you feel confident and then just kind of let you do your thing. And I say that's my leadership style is like, I'm going to give you the tools you need to do a good job. And then I'm going to let you shine. One thing that I would change is I felt like there was a lot of no shows or last minute cancellations that they just kind of lived with. Mm. And that, that like immediately you saw an issue with that. Yeah. There wasn't any like follow up with the patients that were chronic no shows or, you know, there's just like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get you. And then the other practice you worked at, that was like less than a year, you said, right? Yes. What was Uh, that like? That was a larger office. And again, um, I loved it there. The the people there were great. They were much, um, had more systems that were defined. So I think that helped things run smoother. Their collections were great. What were some of the systems where you, that you felt like were really on point? So you said their collections, they were always, you know, it was on point in their collections. What were some of the systems where you felt, I guess if you can break down one or two systems where you're like, I think if we all implemented this, we'd see the needle move. They had a, a spreadsheet for their lab cases. Nothing was ever lost or in question of like where things are. I thought that was smart. They always had the trays, like the cassettes set up in each room, like, ready for the entire next day. So at the end of the day, like you're ready for the whole next day. Everyone just had like defined roles and it was just a smooth operation. Yeah. Organization, like everything was already prepared ahead of time kind of thing. Awesome. Was practice ownership always like an idea of yours as soon as you went into dentistry or was that like, when did that hit? Yes. I think that that should be everyone's goal. You know, if you're an associate, you're putting in the work you should ha- want a piece of the pie. And I do, like when I was in dental school, I started a wedding videography business. I think that like entrepreneurial spirit is just kind of always been there for me where I like to run to run things and make things happen. Gotcha. The wedding videography business in school, did it ever become a thing in your mind where you're like, Maybe I can just stop school and do this. <laughs> it made me question, like, gosh, I could have done this right out of high school, you know, without all of the upper level education and done pretty well. But at that point, I put so much work into dentistry and I like dentistry more than the videography. Videography is, is a lot of work. It's, it's, I, I draw a lot of ties between videography and dentistry. Because it's a it's an art and it's a science. With videography, like obviously there's the artsy side of putting together a film and a storyline and you know tugging at the feelings um, and making it beautiful. But then there's the sciencey side of like, okay, I gotta get my my shutter speed, my frame rates, like get the lighting just right. I want this lens or that lens. Like you have to know what you're doing, just like with dentistry. Um, but the difference with videography is that. It's your weekends, it's your nights, <laughs> it's, uh, and it gets to be kind of, after so long, they all kind of, it's hard to stay creative with these videos, 
with wedding videos specifically, you know, to try to keep them fresh and like different. Yeah. That's interesting though, that you can tie those two together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On the creativity side of the science side. I like that. I like that a lot. So then you've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. You decided, you know what, I do want to own my own practice. And then from that point on, you decided to kind of run with it. Now, how did you find this location that you're, because is this a small town? It's a small town. It's a pretty small town. It's like 5,000 are in the township, but then there's a lot of other smaller communities that feed into it. Um, So it works out. The dentist ratio is about one to 2,500. Oh, wow. That is okay. It's good. It's good still. So how did you find this location? Why did you decide to open up here? Things like that. So it's in a strip mall right next to a Verizon, a home health facility and a pharmacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And this MySpace was an old mattress store. It's right on the corner of the main drag. It gets, so it gets the most uh, drive-by traffic in in Harlan. So it's a lot of good visibility just from the streets. And the owners of the building were selling the whole building. So we bought it. The whole The whole building? Yep. Me along with my brother and brother-in-law, we went on it, in on it together. And it was profitable before I even moved in. So, you know, money-wise, it just made sense to do it. Yeah. That's smart. That's interesting. Okay. So then when you guys all went in, did all you guys get separate loans together alone? How did that work? We got a loan together. We had a, have a little business entity and a loan under that. Okay. Was that hard to convince your brothers or anything like that? Or no? Was it easy? Like, they're like, yeah, let's all do it. Um, no, they were pretty much on board. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It was like a thing where you had to like, it come is, on, guys. I mean, because it is hard. You know, I don't know if it's wise to mix family and business like that because it's, you know, it can put stresses on those relationships, but that it cash flows before I'm even paying rents, it helps. Yeah. Oh, thousand percent. Thousand percent. It helps a lot. So now who did you guys go with for the loan? Like what bank? I went with Bank of America. Okay. Why'd you go with Bank of America? Because they had the lowest rates and I didn't do a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I got a 3% loan for 685 and the process of applying was pretty straightforward and easy. They didn't require like a lot of collateral or anything like that. But I will say, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. Bank of America, like using them is one of my biggest regrets. <sighs> Why? Break it down to us. Because they babysit this loan. Like they don't just give you the money and say, build your practice. They allocate a certain amount for construction and a certain amount for equipment and a certain amount for working capital. And whenever you get an invoice from someone, from one of your vendors, you have to submit that to Bank of America and then they pay that vendor. So it's very inconvenient. So if you have like a small purchase, you know, you got to buy a refrigerator or something from Walmart. Walmart's not going to give you an invoice. You have to, you just pay it and then you end So you end up spending a lot of your own money and you can get reimbursed for that, but it's just inconvenient. Yeah. How long is the reimbursement process? Till I get the vendors paid. For example, like, let's just say, okay, I'm going to go to Target, Walmart, right? All these things. A lot of times we don't think about like on open, before it's open day, we're like, holy crap, I need pens. I need paper. I need like, right? So it's like, let me go get this stuff. 
how long will that take Bank of America to reimburse? They're pretty, you know, they're pretty good about it. Like they don't require receipts for those small items. You can just be like, hey, I spent $10,000 around. <laughs> Not necessarily yeah. at a specific store. And up to $15,000, they'll just reimburse you for that. Gosh, okay. Now, without receipts. So that has been nice. But it's just annoying that you have to ask for it even. Just give me like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like it's not really yours yet. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I have to ask. So everything has a specific budget then or like allocated, right? Yes. Oh, so if you pass it. So like my construction is way beyond what I would allocate it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, well, I have my equipment budget. I felt like was beyond what I needed. So then it's just like the extra hassle of moving money from one pot to another, extra paperwork, and it's just unnecessary. Do they ask you, like, do they, like, watch it? And then are they saying, like, hey, be careful, you're you're passing it. Hey, you passed I'm, it. I'm way past it. <laughs> I'm going to burn through that 685, like, nothing. <laughs> really? All right. Where are you at right now, then? Let me pull up my spreadsheet here. Because 685, I guess, break it down to us, then. Like, how many ops are you... Are you playing so, a half? The office has, it's plumbed for eight. And I'm equipping four off of that. We're going to have a CBCT. We went with DCI chairs. All together, I'm sitting at 802 right now. Oh my gosh, you totally burned to it. You, you, you. <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> but did you get, I guess, let me ask, where do you feel like you did cut corners? With supplies, like small equipment and insurance. I bought a lot of them off eBay. To me, like especially extracting like forceps mm-hmm. off eBay, they're 20 bucks. Stainless steel is stainless steel to me. <laughs> Versus spending $200 for the exact same material. Some of the, some of those smaller items, I'll have to quality check, you know. Some instruments aren't quite as sharp or something and then fine. Then I'll, then I'll dish out and buy the extra the extra fancy stuff from Patterson or Henry Schein or whatnot. But if I can get the same thing that they're selling anyway and just putting their brand on it. So then, Mary, what happens when you go over your loan budget? Like, is this your own money now or? Yep, it's my own money now. Uh-huh. So it's already, the loan is all capped out. You can't, did you ever go back to Bank of America and be like, hey, can we get a little more or no? No, I had enough in reserves, you know, working as an associate for five years that we'll be all right covering that ourselves. Okay, but that's it. The eight, you said 802? 802. That's it. Or is it the extra? We're still like, oh, there's going to be more. Well, I, it could, it's probably going to go up more yet because I'll need curtains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll need a countertop in my office. You know, just like things like that. I think it could easily reach 810. I'm looking at the nil from Glidewell and potentially a medit scanner from them. So that would be another 67,000 if I really want to go crazy. Yeah. Now, when it comes to this, where do you feel like you're like, this is, we cannot cut corners on this specific thing. I mean, for example, you know how some people are like, okay, we can look at dense supply chairs. Oh, or we can look at DCI chairs, right? Or for, and then you're like, you know how you feel like, no, this is great quality. This is good. It's perfect. But then there's somewhere you're like, okay, no, we, we're, this is what I've always wanted all my life. We're going to get this. I don't care how much it is. 
I think overall, I've tried to be frugal. It's not like I've just thrown the money around like willy nilly. The DCI chairs, I am getting cable motors and hand pieces. I think that was one where I was like, I want those. <laughs> the biggest cost for me was the construction, you know, doing plumbing eight ops and equipping four off the bat is more space than I need right now, obviously, being a startup. But just with that growth mindset, eventually that eventually will fill it out and you just got to swallow, swallow your pride and, and do it off the bat to get you going. Yeah, no, that's true. Where'd you find your construction company at? They're out of Des Moines. They've done hundreds of dental offices before. So I looked at doing a local contractor and ended up just wanting that confidence of they've done this before. I will say, however, like you, even if they've done this before, you still have to monitor and watch them <laughs> because like just today I went in and they put in lights that were not the right lights. One big thing, the dimensions to get into the operatories supposed to be 36 inches wide and it's only 31 inches. Even with like, they're the ones that designed it. They've done hundreds of dental offices and it's still like, well, that is definitely not ideal. I wish that's, they would have caught that. That's it. That's done already. That's done. Walls are up. It's, it is what it is. How do you address that? Like, do you say like, okay, well, we got to, give me, give me something back here. Or, well, yeah, I probably should have. So for example, like, let's just say we need to monitor our construction crew, like you said, right? Where's the line where, between we're like, are we micromanaging here? I thought you guys have done this before. Well, with me living that while construction started, I was still two and a half hours away. Okay. So we, had, we had weekly meetings. So I would come back every weekend just to check in. But so I wasn't, I wasn't around day to day too, to catch these things. Yeah. And now you are? Now I am. And yeah, it's, it's nice. Just I'd pop in for five minutes at a time. And usually they have a question for me. And I try not to be there telling them exactly what to do. But <laughs> yeah. But you've been seeing a lot of that, though, right? It's like, man, we need to. That's like the advice you would want to give to the listeners. Like, make sure you start monitoring them to make sure your work is right. Even though they're the ones who drawn out the plans and did everything. Yes. I make sure that's. Especially, yeah, with the plan. I wish that I had finalized my floor plan like more rigorously, like gone over every inch before I, I signed and was like, yeah, let's go forward with this. Because then after the fact, I was like, oh, I don't want my beverage station or like my little mini fridge. I don't want it there. I want it there. So then like these changes add up and it would have been much easier and cheaper to do it. Is that why you feel like there's been delays and... and more construction costs because of like, oh, I want to do this instead. It looks better. Yes. Any like additions to the initial bid was my, my choice, not because of anything that they've done. They've stuck to what the original budget was and they've stuck to the original timeline too, for the most part, but it was on me. Gotcha. What was the original budget for them? I think the original budget, it worked out to $135 per square foot. Okay. How many square feet is it? It was like, like 3,000 square feet. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's a, it's a big location. It's big. Yeah, it's pretty big. Okay, awesome. So then what? But not big enough to get 36 inches wide in the doorway. <laughs> I know. Next time. What type of practice do you have then? Meaning like, is it going to be general, pedo, all everything, cosmetic? Are you going to accept all kinds of insurances, fee for service? How's it looking? 
I'm a general dentist, but I like doing a bit of all of it. I do root canals. I do implants. I do Botox. Um, I see kids. Insurance-wise, we are only in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield and Delta Dental. Being a rural town, there's not as much. Um, the big employers, most of them, those are the options. So I didn't want to bother with the headache of getting into network with a bunch of smaller ones if they're not really being utilized anyways. Yeah. That's it. That's good. Did you do the verification or everything like that on your own or no? I did. Oh, nice. Okay. So then right now, currently, how many employees do you have on or, or plan to hire or already have hired? I have two assistants and a front desk. I am looking for a hygienist. Okay. How did you find your two assistants in front? I didn't post the job. They reached out to me. I interviewed four assistants and the two assistants that I ended up hiring, I just thought they were super friendly, super knowledgeable. One of them um, has experience doing front desk work, filing claims. So that gave me a lot more confidence to go forward with her. Why two assistants already? Like, why not like one assistant, one hygienist, one front office? I would hire a hygienist if one would apply, but getting one in a rural, <laughs> I'd hire, a, I prefer a hygienist, but I've always worked with at least two assistants because I'll be jumping back and forth between rooms. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. And then the front office, it was an easy decision. Was there a lot of applicants or no? I did have a lot of people interested. And then I interviewed two and decided to go with the one with dental experience. She had worked at an oral surgeons and I'm hoping she's she's has not done insurance though. So that's what made me feel better about hiring the assistant that has done both. Gotcha. And so I know a lot of people say like, hey, at the beginning, don't get a hygienist because you can do your own cleaning. You're, you know what I mean? Like you're 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 starting out, you're not gonna be but you're I mean, everybody's different, right? Like so, but you want a hygienist right now. Well, I'm hoping that I'll be busy enough. And I think I will be. Having works in this town for four years, I already have a bit of a patient base. I hope. <laughs> I hope a lot of them come back to me. And cleanings, that's not my forte. I, I haven't done a cleaning in years. So the prospects of being in charge of the hygiene department and all the perio that's not something that gets me excited. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't make you want to wake up out of the bed and go, let's go do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not okay. exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So you want a hygienist. You're looking for one for hopefully pretty soon, right? Because opening day is coming up. You're going to be open every single day? No. Um, I'm going to be open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Wednesday's off. Okay. Nine to five or? Yes. Uh, but Friday's going to be a short day, eight to one. That's nice. That's nice. And so right now, what are you currently doing for marketing and advertising? A lot of social media, newspaper, local newspaper. Um, and then we had several like local parades. One of the small towns around just celebrated their 150th or year anniversary for the town. So there was a big parade. The people from the truck threw candy and then me and other family members and the assistants passed out cards with like mints attached to them that one side this is like coupons for a 
$1,200 implants does not include the crown. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, $69 exam and x-rays does not include the cleaning. Gotcha. And so that's what you did so far. Right. Like, social media, how is that looking like? Like, are you getting people who are like, oh my gosh, can't wait till you're open or? Yeah. Yeah. I think we had a lot of engagement that way. And again, it helps that I know, I know this town and I know I have a lot of ties here. Meaning what? Like everybody know, like there goes Mary. Like, so it's more like everybody knows you type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, not everybody. I don't want to sound conceited. But yeah, we, there's a lot of connections. And usually if I don't know that person, I know somebody that knows that person. God, how do the other dentists feel in this area? Like, have you talked to them? Have you gone to them? I have not. <laughs> uh, the office that I left, like I said, I liked working there, <laughs> but I just feel like it's not my place to let them know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay, you do your business and I'll do my thing now. <laughs> Was, is that the only other office in that area or no? There's um, two more. One is a solo office with three chairs, I believe. That's kind of a, a smaller operation. And then the other office has two dentists. And I'd say like the most popular dentist in town is at that office. Um, but he is hopefully close to retirement. So you might think maybe in the future to visit them, not the one that maybe you left, but the other ones or something like that, because they've seen you. I can tell you that. Like they've. <laughs> Like I, when I was in high school and college, I actually worked at the one that's going to retire. I worked at his office. Mm -hmm. And when I was leaving that other practice, um, I reached out to them and talked and, and they kind of entertained the idea of me joining them, but then they wouldn't want to do like many days. And then I'd have to commute and live here. So I was just like, yeah, but you ended up living here. And yeah. <laughs> So do you think a little bit, there's like a little bit in you where you're like, look at me now, everybody. Like, this, this is what you, this is what you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you rejected me. You did this. You didn't believe in me. I like, mean, you didn't. Uh, revenge shouldn't be the motivating factor. But no, yeah. It does. It does motivate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of like, yeah, look at me now. If, if you don't want me, fine. I'll do it myself. Yeah. It, do you feel like that was a... Uh, like you said, it's going to be the motivating factor, but like, do you feel like that was a big push? No, no. Um, I wanted to come back because my family's here and it's like, this is home to me. Yeah. It's good too, because everybody knows you too. You know what I mean? So that's a really, really good uh, atmosphere and community to be around. And so how are you feeling throughout this whole process right now? How are you feeling now that you're about to be open in a couple, couple weeks? Yeah. Um, I'm feeling overwhelmed would be the word. <laughs> I feel like there's so, there's so much to do yet. And there's a bit of like imposter syndrome where I feel like, do I know what I'm doing? You know, can I, like, I still don't feel like confidence with insurances and with payroll, with all the taxes, like that's the aspect where I'm going to learn as I go type of thing. I've tried to prepare, but I don't know if you really can. Yeah. Like experience will be like the ultimate you know what I mean? Yeah. Thing to get you ready. That's what scares me. Like the, the dentistry part of it, the clinical part of it, I'm thankful that I'm not concerned about going on my own. But the, the running the business part of it, that's what scares me. Gotcha. Okay. So right now you're, 
you're feeling overwhelmed with that. You feel like there's so much to do that you feel like I don't have a lot of it down. What has been, I guess, the best help for you throughout this process? Like maybe it's like, oh, read this book, talk to this person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I read um, Travis Campbell's book, Understanding Dental Insurance. Mm -hmm. That helped. (laughs) I guess I just, it's hard to say like I feel confident in it now because I've still not done it. The listening to you, it's kind of strange. (laughs) It's kind of strange to be talking to you because I would listen to the dial marketer, the making of in the mornings before I got ready for work. I'd put you on two times speed and I'd get ready for work (laughs) and have an episode done in 25 minutes. And now I'm just like, I feel like I'm talking really slowly. (laughs) (laughs) And then also the Facebook group um, has been super helpful as well. Gotcha. Okay. Now, yeah. I mean, and then what companies throughout this process have been amazing to you or you feel have been amazing? And then what companies would you, if you can, mention where you're like, I would never want to, besides Bank of America, where you're like, I would never want to, I wouldn't recommend them. <laughs> um, I would absolutely recommend um, Beale Cabinets, B-I-E-L. They're out of Texas. They do dental cabinets, but they are a fraction of the cost of like the manufacturer's cabinets and they look amazing and they have all the functionality of those name brands. You know, it has the the built-in like plugins and USBs and it's just like well thought out and it saves you so much money, but it saves you the time of like trying to design it yourself with Ikea or something like that. <laughs> trying to design your own cabinets, I felt like that was too much. That was out of my wheelhouse. Um, but I wanted to, you know, I knew that I was getting ripped off with these other cabinets. So Beale Cabinets would 100% recommend them. How much was uh, Beale Cabinets for you? I did four rooms. Let me look this up here. 40000 40000 Okay. What do you think? Do you think that's good? A lot? Little? It was way less than what I was getting from the other quotes. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I completely get you. You're looking at a spreadsheet right now, right? I'm looking at a spreadsheet. How available could this spreadsheet be to other people if they wanted to be like, let me compare contrast? They can reach out to me. I don't, <laughs> I'll share it. Okay, okay. Just wondering, just in case. Because uh, that has the whole breakdown of everything, right? Yep, yep. Of everything you did. Okay, so Beal Cabinets is one that you would recommend. What else? That was outstanding to you where you're like, they are a wonderful company. Mm-hmm. They just were on top of it. I really tried to do a lot of it myself, which maybe in hindsight was not the best to do because it just takes up so much of your time. Like the like my website, mm-hmm. I did that all myself and I love how it turned out. I'm happy with it, but it took me like, 80 plus hours to <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's like the time that goes into that, but I didn't have the budget to keep on, you know, shelling out for people to do things that I could do myself. Dark Horse is doing my IT. They're installing things right now and they've been really easy to work with. Who I would not recommend. I don't think I have anyone where I was like, gosh, that has been so frustrating besides Bank of America. Yeah. Or maybe not recommend, but where you're like, 
Yeah, on practice number two, I'll probably go with someone else. I don't know what I would change at this point. I'm happy with what we've done so far. Would you utilize the same construction company? Honestly, probably. Even though it has been like, there have been mistakes. Even when I looked into like the local contractors and other dental experience contractors, this was, they were the most price competitive. And it's a lot. Like the money to do a construction on a big office like that, it's a lot. And without going like really bare bones, which I, I, you know, I wanted the office to feel nice and upscale mm-hmm. without going really bare bones. There's, there's a cost to that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So then this office is modern, right? Like it's completely different than the other practices in your community. Yes. Um, the one that I worked at for four years, they have a new building and that's nice as well. So that's another reason why I didn't want to skimp and D just like use this, use that. Um, I wanted it to feel quality. Yeah. If they were, like, <laughs> would you have like skimped a little bit more or no? Probably not. Like this is, this was my vision for it. This is what I wanted. And I had the funds to do it right the way that I wanted it. So I would do it again. Awesome. Okay. And then throughout this process, Mary, how has it affected your personal life? Oh, it's been terrible. <laughs> I'm tired. We both laugh. <laughs> or like, you're tired. I'm tired. I, I'm the most productive between the hours of like 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. I, I, <laughs> so I don't get a lot of sleep anymore. You just run out of time. And a lot of that is my fault because I started this. We bought the building in January and I was still picking out like a name for the office in February. And now it's like, okay, it's in a few short months. I was like, oh, I've got time. Like I can do the website later. I don't need it now. So I like procrastinated way more than I should have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I should have just been like, I have the time now. I should just get things done. But yeah, you just run out of time. And then we did um, earlier in June, we went on vacation, my husband and I, with my siblings. We went to on a cruise to Greece and Italy. And that was amazing. And it was so nice to go on a cruise specifically because you have limited access to internet. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't get much done. It was just good to have a break. Yeah. Did you feel like that break helped you? I don't want to say the word re-energize, but like, I guess like boost up your creativity a little bit more. And then you were also like ready to get back into it. You're like, okay, what was I thinking before? Why was I doing this when it should have been like this? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of helps you reset. And it gave me time to read that book. Understanding dental insurance. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then you feel right now, it's just a lot overwhelming personal mm-hmm. life wise. Yeah. But I think we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. It's going to be good. Just fake it till you make it. Uh, yeah. If you want. Yeah. You can fake it till you make it. When, let's just say I'm a patient walking in, then I walk out of your practice, get some work, then walk out, talk to my friend and say, what's the name of your practice real quick? Cornerstone Dental. That's nice. Cornerstone Dental is, what do you want them to say? What's the vision of your practice according to what people are saying? What do you want them to say about it? I want them to say like they cared for me. You know, they listened to me. They were able to care for me too. A lot of the other practices in town refer a lot of their patients out. And my hope is that, well, like, oh, they actually could take care of me 
and I didn't have to drive to Omaha. I could do it right there. And I felt comfortable. I felt listened to and valued. And I wasn't just like pushed in and out the door and that they had a good experience. Okay, that's good. And then one of the last questions I want to ask you is throughout this process, preferably from like the moment you left your four-year practice till today, what have been some of the biggest struggles or fails or pitfalls that you've experienced? I mean, every day is like a, is humbling. It's like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know I needed to know that. (laughs) Um, I think just being open to learning and listening to other people that have gone through it has been super helpful. The biggest pitfalls, I think, is just getting so bogged down in the details sometimes, specifically like the website or the paint color or things like that. And it's just like, does that matter? (laughs) Is that going to change how the patient experience goes? No. And just like, let it go, let it go and move on. Sometimes um, I'm an indecisive person and that is very, doing this as an indecisive person is a struggle. If you, if you want to research all your options, you can spend an outrageous amount of time looking at like, okay, do I want this type of gauze or that type of gauze? Like how many tabs open on my computer do I need of options for gauze? And you can, like you could, you could really, (laughs) but sometimes you just have to make a decision and move on. I'd say that's my biggest pitfall. (laughs) What do you feel like is the reason that you feel you're indecisive? Like, let's just use that example, like all the gauze and it's open, all the tabs. Is it more for like, trying to find the best quality for the best price or? or... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just in my nature to want to know all the options and do my research and get the best deal. And how are you improving that on yourself? Still working on it. (laughs) How is it happening? I think it's just with more practice. And the pressure of like, okay, we're going to open pretty soon. You just have to pick a printer. Just pick this. Pick a printer. Let's go. Just press add to cart. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I get you. You get frustrated with yourself sometimes, right? In that scenario. But Mary, we are super excited to see in a year from now being like, hey, remember now I'm on practice number four, Michael. Guess what? We're in the four different states. So it's going to be exciting to see you grow throughout this process. If anyone has any questions or concerns or wants to reach out to you, where can they find you? My website is along with Cornerstone Dental, Harlan.com, where on Facebook, Cornerstone Dental. And I, I never really got on the Instagram train when I was, when it came out, because I was like, okay, I'm already on Facebook. I don't need another time suck. But I have finally decided, okay, well, I better figure that out. if I'm going to be running this practice. So we're on Instagram. Um, otherwise, email me. My name, Mary Hoke, DDS at gmail.com. Awesome. So guys, that's all going to be in the show notes below if you want to uh, ask Mary more questions, uh, pick her brain a little bit more, things like that. So definitely go in the show notes below and check it out. Mary, thank you so much for being with me on this podcast. We appreciate it. And we'll hear from you soon. Thank you, Michael. Mary, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We truly appreciate it. Guys, if y'all have any questions for her or anything like that, just go in the show notes below. You can find all her contact information there. Or you can also talk to her on the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group. In that group is where we talk about this episode. We talk about other guests. We talk with our guests as well in that Facebook group. So go ahead and join for free if you want. It's going to be in the show notes below that link. 
And also, don't forget to support uh, the podcast by checking out the sponsors. So you can scroll all the way to the very bottom of the show notes and you can see the sponsors there. And maybe they might have something that you need in your practice right now, right? Maybe you're looking for a free scanner. You're looking for free phones, uh, phone services. Maybe you're looking for a better practice management software, anything like that. Make sure you go in the show notes below and check that out. And that's a great, great way to support the podcast. Thank you guys for always listening. I truly appreciate it. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.